We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of Bring the Juice. Your guys, Derek and Cody, with you as always. Guys, we're here breaking down the Indianapolis Colts versus New England Patriots matchup preview here for you guys. Uh, Cody, the Colts come into this as a five and a half point underdog. Uh, ESPN gives New England a 79% chance to win this game. Uh, I could definitely see why, you know, being on the road and with the things that have been going on with Indianapolis, I mean, New England definitely has uh, had their fair share of problems, but there's certainly one thing that they haven't uh, been wavering in, and that has been coaching. Right, yeah, and yeah, there's multiple factors here to why New England should be the favorite. You know, obviously the record, they're better. You know, they have more of a clear direction at this point, right? I mean, they still have their starting quarterback. That's a huge thing. Um, you know, they're at home, which is huge. You know, we all know how, you know, hard it is to win in Foxborough. And then, yeah, I mean, just overall, like the coaching is far and away better on the New England side than it is on the Indianapolis side. So it seems like these teams are kind of trending in opposite directions, if you will. Uh, New England started off a little bit slow, and they're they're right back in it in terms of the AFC East and just the playoff hunt, wild card picture. While Indianapolis, you know, they a couple weeks ago they you know had a winning record, and now they've dropped two straight, and you know, kind of sit here in this weird spot. And you know, we talked about it earlier, and you brought up the video, brought up the uh, time, you know, a couple days ago when uh, Zach Kiefer, one of the Indianapolis Colts uh, beat writer guys, that's right there you know, part of the athletic right, right in there in the locker room, he gets a feel for it. He said, things are really rough here right now in Indianapolis. You know, there's a lot of tough stuff. It's going to be a, a rough couple months for this team. So all that to say, yeah, I'm not really surprised, I guess, that there is an issue here with, uh, and that Indianapolis is not favored in this game, New England favored. You said five was the spread, five and a half, somewhere around there. Yep, five and a half. Gotcha. Okay, so yeah, not really shocked by that. Um, I think just New England is just a better coach team at this point. And uh, obviously, even though they're they play in a really tough division right now, um, they're still in it, you know, because I think primarily and a good chunk of that is because of the guy who's in charge, Bill Belichick. 
Yep. I mean, the coaching, we know it, you know, has been uh, how you fail as a team and how you succeed as a team. And despite the fact, you know, they're having their issues with deciding who their quarterback is at this point, and we can kind of just go into that real quick. Uh, I mean, do you think that there is one guy they're going to favor over the other? Because right now I know Belichick has said that he really can't even make up his mind at this point about who is actually being better at this point. You know, Mac Jones came back and then Bailey Zappi came in, you know, played uh, really well, especially in that Bears game early on and then failed. And then Mac Jones came in again. So right now, like, I don't even know, like, what to expect when it comes to this um this Patriots team right now I mean you know they did have Mac Jones play in that game so I would imagine they probably are going to have the same thing for this one do you think that the defense will have similar success against Mac Jones that we saw from last year's event I mean yeah I mean honestly it's weird how Mac Jones looked so good last year and he's almost regressed in some ways this year. It's weird to see kind of the year one to year two, kind of the sophomore slump, if you will. Um, yeah, I think Indianapolis's defense has a good chance to, to force a couple turnovers, especially now having Shaquille Leonard back for a second straight week, um, you know, and just, just having some guys a little bit healthier, potentially quitty payback as well. Um, so I think Indianapolis has a good chance here, and I do think it'll be Mac Jones on Sunday. And I think the Colts have a good chance to, limit him and, you know, kind of force New England to beat him maybe on the ground a little bit, which they probably they definitely can because they do have, you know, a pretty good slew of running backs there. So, yeah, New England's offense, nothing like to write home about. But, uh, yeah, I think the defense will have some success for sure. Yeah, I mean, Mac Jones, you know, we know he was injured for a good chunk of the year. Um, only three touchdowns to seven interceptions. Like you said, just not as di- uh, diverse anymore and how he attacks things. This offense is scoring 22 points per game right now versus the Indianapolis Colts, who is giving up or is only scoring 16. But when you look at the total yardage per se, I mean, we're actually out we out them in total yardage by about 15 yards per game. Uh, they rush the ball for about 40 more yards per game than we do. But then again, we run we pass for 50 more yards per game than they do, right? So this is a team that likes to ground and pound and, you know, likes to take away things. And, you know, for as well, Cody, as Grover Stewart and DeForest Buckner and those guys have been playing on the insides, I definitely think that's another one of those situations where, you know, Stevenson, who is their primary running back, who's, you know, averaging over uh who's averaging four and a half yards, almost five yards a carry this year. You know, he had struggles in the last time that we played him. And I think this could be another one of those scenarios. Well, yeah, especially Quiddy Pay coming back if he does play, because he is a really, really good run defender. The Colts have been missing him dearly at the other defensive end position, right? And so, yeah, I, I definitely think that, you know, the Patriots are going to try to establish the run first and set up Mac Jones with play action and stuff of that nature. And that'll kind of what it would, in my opinion, that's what it's going to kind of come down to um, Indianapolis. I know they've struggled this year in some ways, but 
you know, last week I thought they did a pretty good job, you know, containing Washington's running game. So they've had some games where they played really well against the run, um, especially with Quiddy Pay in there. So I think it's going to be kind of a, you know, who can win that battle? You know, is New England going to be able to dictate the line of scrimmage or is Indianapolis, Buckner, Grover, Quiddy, you know, Dio, all these different guys, are they going to be able to disrupt some timing and make Mac Jones beat them? I think that's what it's going to come down to, honestly, Derek. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, when you look at the passing game for uh, the Patriots and last year we were talking about how Mac Jones didn't have anybody to throw to, right? This year, I mean, it's none, it's all the same. You know, Jacoby Myers is his best wide receiver right now. 35 catches for 415 yards and three touchdowns on the year. Devontae Parker, who they brought in in the offseason, he's questionable for this game. So who knows if he's going to be playing. So you'd hope that the Colts secondary is able to exploit some of the mismatches that they're going to have with um, with these weapons of the Patriots with the, our secondary being primarily healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's why I think I give the advantage to the Indianapolis defense just because they're healthy. And I don't really feel like they're outmatched really at any position here uh, from the Patriots offense. Cause you talked about the Patriots offense. They've been better than the Colts, but that's not really much saying much. Um, you know, the Colts have been one of the worst offenses. New England hasn't been that great either. So yeah, I definitely think the advantage is going to go to Indianapolis's defense who, you know, has done a pretty good job, all things considered, you know, pretty much limiting offenses this year for the most part. Um, and it all starts obviously when they stop the run. So yeah, I'm not really concerned with the defense of this game at all, honestly. I think they're going to keep it uh, relatively low scoring, if I'm guessing, just kind of like they've done all year. They're going to keep it relatively low scoring unless unless New England can establish a run game and really start gashing them. Yep. So it'll be very interesting. Uh, when he, Now you go to the offensive side of things, right? Yeah. Uh, the defense for the Patriots allowing 20.5 points per game. Uh, passing yards allowed 242. Uh, they've allowed 126 rushing yards per game, which six more per game than what the Colts do. So, you know, a, definitely a team that you could try to take advantage of offensively with running the football, even though I don't know if that's really going to work. The one thing that we've always come to know Cody is that Belichick is a guy that loves to mix up defenses. He always for the most part, he almost always has his defense ready to go, right? Very few times does a defense for Belichick look like it's unprepared. And, you know, for as bad as this offense has been, and with a, with a new quarterback now being in, you got to imagine that Bill Belichick's coming into this game thinking, I can't wait to turn up the pressure on this young kid. I think he's going to, yeah. I think he's definitely going to have a lot of pressure on Ellinger. He's going to throw everything he has at essentially the rookie quarterback and, you know, just, just basically do what the Colts are going to try to do uh, to the Patriots offenses. Like just try to take away the running game and basically dare Sam Ellinger to beat you. I mean, I think that's what they're going to do honestly. And they're, they're going to mix him up because this is only his second game starting. So there's a lot of looks that, you know, he's not used to yet, you know, so I definitely think that Bill Belichick's probably licking his chops a little bit, you know, just like, oh man, you know, we got basically a rookie quarterback in here, his second start. We're going to make like very hard on him. And especially 
because Jonathan Taylor has not practiced all week. That's a big deal too. Um, the fact that the Colts might not even have, well, now with Hines being gone, you know, essentially their top two running backs again in this matchup. Yep. So it might be the, honestly, Derek, it's crazy to say, but it might be the Deion Jackson, Zach Moss game. Like yeah. that's where we're at right now. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I mean, this, this team is certainly no, uh, one that does force a lot of turnovers, you know, three different players on their team and their secondary have at least two interceptions. And then they have uh, 10 interceptions total on the year. And then when you talk about forced fumbles, you know, we've talked about the Colts not doing a good job at securing the football, right? That's been an issue all season. You know, they forced eight, four or eight fumbles. So, you know, 18 turnovers for this team. And that's that's definitely a very concerning statistic when you're talking about this team. And then, of course, the big one that we're not even talking about here, and that is that Matthew Judon is going to be going against this team again. He had uh, his times where he was getting at Carson Wentz last year. He has nine sacks this year, Cody. It's one of the highest totals in the NFL this year. And, you know, like that's he separated himself from everyone like Deatric wise junior, their other defensive end. He has five, so you can't take him lightly, you know, but you got these two coming off the edges and that's going to be a very uh, concerning thing. I do wonder how this team's going to go because we haven't been able to protect our quarterback very well over the, over the entirety of the season. Matthew Judon is going to be one of the best edge rushers that we have faced all year. And this team has forced, you know, over 15 turnovers this year. I do wonder how this team is going to prepare for that. Right. And especially because Kelly's probably going to miss this game too. So it's going to be Bernard Ryman out there again at left tackle, most likely, unless Kelly magically practices tomorrow and travels with the team. So essentially, yeah, you're going to have a rookie out there and Judon might line up against him a lot, who regardless, it's going to be a really big challenge for Bernard Ryman. I think the long terms is going to be good for Ryman, but for Sunday's game, it might be struggles at times. Well, I'm interested to see Derek, how he holds up. Like I really am because if he holds his own for the most part, I'm going to be very encouraged with what Bernard Ryman has, but there's really no expectations with him right now. I think, which I think is a good thing, but for Sam Ellinger, that's not a good thing. So I'm intrigued to see, man, what, what, what he looks like at left tackle and then, you know, Braden Smith, I thought, had a really nice bounce back game against Washington. Does he continue to kind of build off of that performance and get back to the level that we all expect him to play, right? I'm hoping he does. I'm hoping he does. It's definitely going to be a big challenge for him. But I think, you know, if they can, uh, you know, at least limit these guys to the best of their ability, um, that's going to be huge in this matchup. But it's going to be hard. It's going to be definitely difficult. Who steps up? Who needs to step up in order for this team to win on Sunday? Um, I definitely think whoever's running the football uh, needs to step up. So if that's Deion Jackson, I mean, you could basically just throw the offensive line in there as well. They need to run block better for whoever's running the football. I think just the running game in general needs to be the X factor in this game for Indianapolis. If they could establish a run and they could dictate the line of scrimmage, you know, if they even are using, you know, Jackson, how they did a number of weeks ago where they threw him like 10 passes or something, like, I think that, you know, even if, it's a, even if it's an extension of the run game, if you're just getting four or five yards each play, like, and keeping the chains moving, um, 
whatever it looks like, you just need to be efficient in that, in that thing. So definitely the running game, Deion Jackson, offensive line, all that stuff. I would definitely say the wide receivers really need to step up for Sam Ellinger this week. You know, you're going to face a tough secondary and it's going to require some of these guys stepping up and making big plays. And it's really going to be needed for them in order to be able to make things work. And, you know, we saw Alec Pierce getting involved. Michael Pittman needs to start, you know, doing more, you know, and Paris Campbell needs to start getting involved more often. They need to get him involved more often. And you need to be able to use your tight ends in the middle of the field where the worst of the action is not, right? The outsides is the problem. The insides, you can start taking advantage of the inside of that team but you need to start doing something for these tight ends. That needs to happen. Now, Belichick did say in his presser yesterday that, you know, the Colts, uh, the Colts are one of the best special teams units in all of the NFL. He always says that every time we play them. Uh, I think he just, I don't know whether it's because it's Bubba Ventrone that he knows so well or if he truly believes that, or if he just doesn't want to say anything else good about them. Uh, but that'll be interesting. I mean, do you think we got the leg up on special teams here? Admittedly, I don't know a whole lot about New England special teams, but I do think he's right, you know, especially if Matt Hawk can continue his performance and not have uh, a performance two weeks ago. I definitely think the special teams unit's right up there with any of the best, honestly. You know, really good in coverage, um, you know, Chase McLaughlin's looked really good at kicker. And if Matt Hawk could continue to have 40 to 50 yard, you know, average punts or something along those lines, I do think this is a good special teams unit. I do think it's just, you know, he knows Bubba so well from his time in New England. I think that was a little bit of that. But I think there is some truth in the fact that Colts do have a really good special teams unit as well, in large part due to Bubba Ventrone. All right. Well, I think we're at that point now, Cody, where we need to do a prediction here. So um, I'll go first. Yeah, uh, go for it. I am thinking this is going to be a low scoring game. Uh, I think both defenses are very strong. And, you know, given what uh, the Colts eliminate the best thing for New England, which is running the football, we do a good job of stopping that. The New England is going to throw a lot of exotic blitzes at Sam Ellinger, and that offensive line's been struggling. So I think this is going to end up being a 17 to 14 win for New England. Uh, I think okay. that's just ultimately what I see. I, I don't think we get 20 in this game. I think being at home for New England also helps, but I just don't know if Ellinger is going to. Ellinger had a decent game last week, but if he's only throwing for 200 yards against, uh, against the commanders i don't see it getting much better for him uh against new england yeah and this team just is in not a good spot we've talked about it before so i think ultimately new england's a team that's going to come in hungry they need to win you know this is a big game for them because you know they're they're sitting there crazy enough derek at the last of the division right now in the AFC East at four and four, which is just wild. That just shows how good that division is this year. Yeah. So I think New England, this is a must win for them, obviously. I think they're more motivated. And like we said before, this Colts team, they haven't proven for the last two weeks that they want to win, right? Really this whole season, they haven't proven that. They haven't really taken, except for the Jacksonville game, they haven't won a game, you know? So I think because of the things you mentioned and also just because I think 
Bill Belichick's 10 times the coach Frank Reich is. I think that gives New England the advantage. So I'm going to go 24, uh, 24-14 New England. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Uh, that's going to do it for this one. Let us know your thoughts on this Colts versus Patriots game coming up on Sunday in Foxborough. Let us know your thoughts. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, guys, go Colts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.